And hello, good people of the internet. This is I, Tommy Kelly. This is Adventures in Woo Woo. This episode, I'm going to answer a question that I got on Discord this morning in a DM. And I thought it might be fun to do an old style episode where I just ramble for 10, 15 minutes about a topic. And it's some question that uh, I probably could do for about 10 or 15 minutes. Let's get into it. So the question is all about my experience uh, with my HGA since the stuff I talked about a couple of years ago on the, the blog and on the podcast and videos and stuff like that. So I'll read the question. Is there any update on your relationship to your HGA? There's a long question, so I'll just go through it uh, as it is and see how that goes. Is there any updates? The, the kind of no uh, in, in larger, the momentum that was involved in the HGA stuff um, seems to have dissipated entirely. And that kind of feeling of been important in my life or relevant to my life or something to pursue has gone um, almost as if whatever was showing of showing its face the HGA paragon or whatever isn't kind of um, appropriate now or around now or showing its face or you know perhaps it's integrated don't feel it has um, so I should go back and talk a bit about what the Holy Guardian Angel experience was for people who, you know, don't read everything, don't listen to everything I've ever done. Um, the first time that I was aware of my HEA as it has presented itself uh, later was in about 2013 when I was doing the comic Them. And I'm not quite sure of my experience of what, how it presented itself other than I know it did because it's all laid out in that comic as something that I was aware of, of um, being that as a hyper sigil that he does talk to this character that is Peregrine, um, who is a HGA, and there's conversations and stuff like that that is appearing. So at least in 2013, I was aware of what the HGA was, the name and something like that. Then a couple of years later, I think three or four, three or four years ago, my, my sense of time is completely not gone since uh, the lockdowns, while doing the Star Ruby challenge we were doing at the time, which is we were going to do a Star Ruby every day for 30 days. And um, Star Ruby is the Telemic or the Alistair Crowley version of the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, or the Lesser Ritual of the Pentagram. Although many people <laughs> make arguments that it's not a direct equivalent and has a different goal in mind, but it's to a large extent an equivalent. And while in the middle of doing that, it was in the second week of doing that, so some sort of after having done it for seven or eight days. Um, I was doing a beloved practice from Alan Chapman's Magia, and very quickly there was this download of the name of the HGA, the sigil, um, and some correspondences and stuff like that. Um, interestingly, though, the name of the uh, HGA was spelled different this time, um, and that spelling of it made uh, a lot more sense in kind of the stuff that was going on for me at the time around feeling like an interloper, feeling like uh, I didn't belong here, feeling like I was, you know, something on the outside and all of that stuff that if you want to really get into there's a lot of kind of posts on the blog to talk all of that kind of outside or feeling the interloper thing. And it kind of lined up with that. There was some geometric kind of sinks around it. There was a lot of kind of things that made more sense then. Um, but ultimately that then changed back uh, to a to um, and during the journey in session, I asked which which was the correct spelling of the name, and it's Peregrine, not Puragwin, which is a holy fire, Puragwin. Um, although I assume it's all kind of an aspect of it. So that's kind of where it was up till then. And at the time, I was kind of going, "Is this the knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel? Is it not?" 
if you go by certain texts, particularly like say something like the Baptist Head trilogy of books, then it does line up as being what they experienced and what they decided and called that knowledge in the conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel and it aligns with that. However, if you talk to other people and other experiences and other people who um, have had or claim to have it, it doesn't line up with that. And Marco at the time pointed out that what my experience more aligned with in Telemic kind of ideas was the vision of the angel, which is the first glimpse of divinity. It's like the angel, the holy guardian angel, uh, he suggests it is the first expression of the divine towards you, that you, so, so something you can recognize, which is why some people, their holy guardian angels appear as certain gods or spirits or entities, because it's something that can resonate with you. Possibly putting some words into Marco's uh, mouth there. And that's my kind of understanding of, of that kind of approach to it. And so it does feel more likely that what I had is the vision of the angel because I ha while I have knowledge of the angel, I have certainly no conversation with it. And also part of what the knowledge and conversation is, is, a, is the, the union between you and the angel. And I said, and you know, so there's no division. It's between you and divinity you have become one. You are, there's no separation between you and the divine or the divine aspect or any of that kind of thing. And I certainly don't feel that at all. I feel there's, it's very much a separation between me and the angel. So much so that like oftentimes um, the angel isn't about anymore, as I, as I alluded earlier, that it doesn't feel like something that is present or that is integrated or that is a part of me. It's like, it's as if they've gone away. Entirely, but not in, not in a kind of a, these objects are not in a kind of a negative way. It's just not there. And so I, I, I in hindsight, I don't think it's an acknowledging conversation of, uh, of the Holy Guardian. And if it is, it, what, like, it's useless. You know, it was, it was kind of an interesting experience to have, but ultimately was no help to me. Ultimately was, uh, didn't, uh, you know, I didn't get any knowledge from it. And um, I didn't have any conversation from it. Um, I'm not in any kind of understanding of the universe or the way of the world than I, I was previous from it. Um, my views certainly have changed uh, because uh, over the last couple of years around how I feel about uh, the approach I was having. And part of the question I'll just read here is uh, to do with that. Um, the download came from Alan Chapman's Magia practice. During it, but like, was it the Star Ruby? Was it other things that were going on? It had happened five or six years previous as well. But yeah, it certainly happened during the, the beloved practice. Um, but you don't interface with those practices anymore. I don't, they're just not for me. It's it's the mystical approach and I have a magical approach to things um, these days, which I will not bore you with because <laughs> I've just bored people to tears about directionality of magic and the difference between mysticism and magic. And they're, they're, not, they're not the same thing remotely. Um, does this mean that Magia was either a temporary useful thing to connect you and that's fine as a transitory thing or is it at all weird for something you seemingly, oppo you seemingly opposed to, you're, you are seemingly opposed to, that led to your HGA? I don't feel Magia did lead to the HGA because I, as I say, I haven't actually, don't feel like I have attained knowledge conversation with the Holy Guardian Angel. Like the Magia stuff and all that, while it was a big influence and the Kingsley stuff and all that, like RuneSip is a bigger influence on me, much more expansive influence, much more... Um, um, my magical approach and thought and worldview and stuff comes from that. Not the conspiracy stuff, but it's, you know, Gordon's kind of magical outlook and stuff is much bigger influence. Stuart Wilde is much bigger influence me to, than uh, the Magia stuff. And what I found from the Baptist Head Magia stuff 
it, uh, ultimately that it was pushing me in a direction that it wasn't wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't kind of lining up with who I am or my experiences, my personal experiences, and trying to put it into someone else's map um, just put me in the wrong direction. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with the Baptist head stuff or the Magia stuff or any of the, any of the things that you want to uh, engage with. But it's not my path. But it's, a, it's, a, it's not a kind of um, an attack on any of that kind of stuff. It's just a mit- mystical, Gnostic approach to spirituality that's not for me and it's that's just talking about me that's it um so to find it weird well enough that i was talking the other night about um peter kingsley on the discord and i was saying that one of the things about having read every word the man has ever written and listened to every word that he's ever spoken that's publicly available is that it helped me really have a better understanding of what i think is going on in that it's not that. <laughs> so, I mean, you can have an experience of a tradition. Same with Buddhism for me as well, that got, uh, got really involved and really liked it, got into it, practiced it, and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately what it came was, right, it's not that. That's not what I'm looking for. That's not what it is. It, the, the conclusions drawn from it are not congruent with my experience and my life. That's not to say it isn't for other people, because I'm not totally convinced that we're all having the same experience or we're all having the same path I don't and I, I like in the same way that I'm not like the way we have neurodivergence and you know typical people or something like that that people are experiencing the world in a different way I'm not sure that that isn't happening spiritually for people as well I, I think we all may rather than trying to demand that one awakened person's um, experience of the world is the truth of all things. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced it's not. And I think the only way you can really find out your own truth is going, going for, into it for yourself rather than be allowing yourself to be told what it is by other people. But you have to, in some sense, be told what it is by other people in order to understand what it isn't for you. I'm not sure that makes sense, but it's the best way I can describe it. Do you still agree with Mark that experience was division? I do, yeah. Um... I think that it was the vision. I don't think it's the knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel at all. Um, it doesn't line up with the experience as, as described in... I'd say it's not... It's knowledge of, not conversation with, and there's no union with the, 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 the divine. So that's that's kind of the update in the HGA, which is essentially, there's no update. Um, it's gone. It's, it's, it seems to... I, I still light a candle for it every now and again. I did it for a long while, uh, every day, put it in my uh, on my altar and stuff. But I just don't really engage with it that much anymore because it's it's just an, it's something that isn't going anywhere, or at least appears not to be going anywhere, or is absent. Whatever way you want to look at it. So not sure if that's helpful in any way for other people. One thing I do want to say when I talk because this happened recently, where I was talking to people um, about they were talking about their you know their magic experiences or, or their creative experiences, or whatever, and I. Uh, on certain podcasts talked about my experiences or whatever and then they were kind of saying in one sense that they felt that I was gaslighting them because what I was saying was my experience of something wasn't aligning with what they were doing and also wasn't necessarily the advice I was giving them um, and I, I, I want to point out I am only ever talking about myself I am never talking about your experience ever sometimes it will resonate with other people my experience sometimes it won't and I'm why I kind of really, really don't like the idea when people describe me or try to put me in the box of being a teacher 
is that I'm in no position to teach anyone. I've been so wrong about so many things in my life, around spirituality, around life in general, but around my ideas. I have no idea uh, what's going on. I have no idea uh, about anything. I have things that I thought were absolutely, absolutely true turned out to be absolutely false. Um, and so for me, in some way, to, give, to feel that I can give you a definitive answer about anything or direct you in a way or anything like that, I can't. And so I, I, I would not in any way feel secure or honest in presenting myself as a teacher. That said, if you ask me for advice, I'm going to give it, but it'll be based purely on my experience, which mightn't be appropriate for you. And if it mightn't align with you, and then... And it might be different. I might, might give you advice on something that, and say, well, this is what I did, but I don't think that's appropriate to you because it kind of wasn't necessarily appropriate to me. But I'm not trying to gaslight you. I'm trying to just be as honest as I can about all of these things. But don't ever think that I'm, if I say something about myself, my experiences, that I am implying that that is your experience or should be your experience or is the experience to have or is truth. Because in no way... Uh, implying that please don't think that that's just an an addendum (laughs) at the end of this so I have managed to uh, ramble on for about 13 minutes it's been a while since I did one of these I always kind of feel after that uh, I haven't said what I wanted to say I haven't described it in enough way there it is I don't know I don't know what it is but kind of speaking out loud does in some way clear these thoughts and then subsequently having conversations with people and about their experiences from what I said also helped me understand the, the situation. So to wrap up, what am I saying? Is there an update in my HEA? The update is it's gone away. Um, what do I think the HEA experience I had was, if it's anything, it's the vision of the HGA rather than the knowledge and conversation because, as I said, I have knowledge of no conversation with and no union with the divine where there's no separation between me and divinity. It doesn't happen. Um, how did the thing come about? I'm not sure originally. It's sometime around 2012, 2013, I was aware of what my HGA's name was and what the nature of it was, but somehow have either dismissed it or forgotten. When it represented itself, it did happen during the Star Ruby Challenge, which we were doing while doing a Magia Beloved practice. So you can... Well, there was a number of factors going on there. Um, is it weird that having done the Magia practice that led to the HGA experience that I have subsequently then let's say rejected for want of a better word. Um, I don't think so because, you, as, as I tried to explain, that sometimes you have to embed yourself in something, be it um, Buddhism, Catholicism, Magia, Baptist Head, Rune Soup, Jason Miller's courses, whatever it is, all of these things that we do, is to is to understand that that's not what, it, what you're looking for. But to embed yourself fully in these things because it's not just hopping as soon as things get difficult. It's it, That's not what I'm implying that you should do or what I, I did. It's when you get to the end of it. <laughs> Instant services go, oh, right, that's not what it is. I don't, it's not for me. And what I discovered out of all of that is that most of the things that I was embedding myself in was mysticism. But what I'm actually interested in and what I'm experiencing and what is expressing itself for me is actual fucking magic, not mysticism. And um, so all of that led to that. But you, I couldn't pinpoint one thing, it's all of it, it's including experiences that happened in my life with life experiences, relationship experiences, doing all the journeying, possibly doing the Enochian uh, scrying, the, the sessions with Black from the Secret Chiefs or whatever he is, um, and all of those things. I can't point point to one thing, but all of them are part of it. And all of them lead to where I am now, because of course, where else could it lead? 
And I, I, I don't really work in the HEA stuff. It's just kind of there. It's not. It's a bit like the, what Pantanjali talks about in uh, the Yoga Sutras, where he said, you know, we talk about the powers. And he's talking about the cities, where he just goes, you know, these things are going to happen when you do this type of work. Ignore them. That's just, you know, don't get involved. Not that don't get involved, but it's like, that's just what it is. Don't don't become obsessed with them or get lost in them. And I, I'm trying my best not to get lost in, in any of this stuff anymore. And if Paragon pops up, awesome. Um, but I'm going to let it unfold naturally in whatever way it wants, rather than trying to get the uh, HEA badge or tick off that list or have some sort of ego-based thing where I have something shiny that I can hold over other people uh, that endorses my specialness or chosen oneness. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's... I don't know if that's the answer you want. That's the answer I can give and uh, subject to change and experience and all things going forward. So, good people of the internet, thank you if you got to the end for actually listening to my rambles. And if you have experiences that you would like to share or thoughts around this, I'm definitely uh, happy to hear them. And uh, yeah, so until next time, good people of the internet, may our best days be ahead, genuinely, and be well. <laughs>